I love your aggressive nature. 20 free throw attempts. Too many, you put so many, much too, pressure. Too many misses. Well, you only missed four, 16 of 20. Oh, but too many. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask yeah. you. I saw your reaction when you missed that last one, when you almost kicked the basketball. I mean, what what I, was it? I should be a 90% free throw shooter. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We've got all your action from a pretty okay Tuesday night in the NBA. I'm Dave Dufour, joined by Mo DeKeel, my partner in crime. Mo, uh, how'd you feel about these games tonight? It was uh, it was better than it looked on paper. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. it. It wasn't fantastic, but it was interesting. Some A lot of interesting stuff happened tonight. All right, well, let's start start in Boston where, I mean, look, this was interesting. Uh, we got to see Joel Embiid looking a little bit better, like his legs underneath him put up 35 points in this game against the Celtics. The Celtics, to me, just looked hopeless uh, defensively, trying to guard Embiid. He was super dominant, but, Mo, I, I think that the, the story of this game is really the Sixers' defense. Yeah, no, the Sixers defensively were phenomenal in this game. I was pulling clips and putting them up on Twitter, you know, just their rotations. Even when they would screw up their rotations, Dave, like two guys going to the same person, they are still able to recover and force a turnover out of that. Uh, It was really great across the board. And then, you know, funneling the help into, excuse me, funneling the ball into the help with Embiid on the back line. I mean, there was a great play in the third quarter or Embiid off of a pick and roll stops a Kemba Walker drive, takes away the passing lane to, I think it was Williams who was rolling to the rim in this instance, and then recovers and blocks Kemba Kemba Walker's shot. Like their defense all over this entire game and the rotations was just fundamentally solid and super impressive. And we've watched them defend well, even without Embiid for the last few weeks. I mean, Ben Simmons has just been otherworldly this season to me. But in a game like this, you can really see how Embiid's presence unlocks that defense completely, including Ben Simmons. It allows him to get out and and be that defensive playmaker that they love so much. Yeah, I mean, it's Ben Simmons able to be more aggressive on the perimeter. He's able to kind of pressure guys and and put it on him knowing that if he gets beat, and I mean if, because it's not going to happen a lot. He's not like going to get blown by that often. But if he does, he has Embiid in there in the back line, and he has other guys rotating. Matisse Thybul was all over the court tonight. Like he was blocking shots from behind, like he does. He's just kind of getting his hand in passing lanes. He's going from stopping one drive, peeling off, and then getting out to the corner, getting beat because he closed out a little too hard, recovering and getting the block. Like just all of these things from the Sixers defense was really impressive because their game offensively wasn't great, but it was their defense in this one that was really impressive. Yeah, Boston didn't have Fournier in this one, and they really missed him. And you could see it with the turnovers. Uh, 20 turnovers for the Celtics turned into 21 Philadelphia points. Ben Simmons had three steals. They were just getting out and making plays defensively and, and putting Boston on their heels the entire game. Yeah, I, it's all, all there is to say. Yeah. Uh, Embiid, hey, man, I, I think he looks just as good as he did before he got hurt. Uh, how do you feel about it? He goes to the free throw line 20 times. He's a master... Taco Fall checks into the game and, and is in the game for about 10 seconds before he, you know, gives up a couple of free throws to Embiid. I mean, it's just otherworldly now. I mean, Embiid just, he draws fouls. Like, that's that's what he does. It's He's really where he's at. But when we're going to know when he's fully back, and I don't 
necessarily agree with you yet, Dave, just on that he's back in a sense of his mid-range wasn't quite there. And that's sort of what set him apart all season from everybody else. And his years before, like his mid-range shot was falling at an unbelievable pace. Maybe that doesn't come back to the levels it was pre-injury, but it just, it wasn't there yet. It, It feels like there's still some rust to work off, but he still looks damn good when he does it. Yeah, he had one tonight uh, from the mid range that actually like stood out to me. But he's shooting like 50 percent or more than fifty percent from the mid range. So part of why he's having such a great year, shooting the three ball well, you know, was one of five in this game. But the, his ability to draw the defense out, I mean, it, it just left the Celtics in this lurch where you have to choose: do we let Embiid shoot? And he, I mean, he's a forty percent three point shooter this year, or do we get inside? And Tobias, Tobias Harris has been able to take advantage of this this season. Yeah, I mean, Harris has been able to just attack off of the all the attention Embiid's going to get. It just opens up opportunities for him. So how do you feel about Philly going into the playoffs? I mean, the defensive lineups that they can run out, I don't think anyone can match that. But can those defensive lineups score enough? I mean, they didn't, they didn't really light the world on fire offensively in this game against the Celtics, who, I mean, their center rotation is pretty weak right now. They didn't have Tristan Thompson. He's still out with the COVID-19 protocols. You know, do you, do you trust Philly's offense to get enough to allow them to make a run? I think so. It, it, Cause they don't have to get that much if they're going to defend at this level, you know? And I think the only time I, we're, we're really going to be worried about, can they score enough is if they play Brooklyn. I think with everybody else, their defense is going to be able to handle pretty much all the issues. And that includes Milwaukee. Who's, playing out of their minds for the you know this year and I think I I think Philly can handle that and be able to score enough out of that it's when we get to Brooklyn where I think that's going to be an issue for Philly well like I said there was a bunch of other games so we're going to do our best and try to run through some of these uh the the Blazers lost to the Clippers 133-116 the first quarter of this game for the Clippers was just uh, insane. They they started nine of nine from the field, and, and you could sort of feel like, you know, they were digging the grave for the for the Blazers. Blazers fought back, and, and down down the stretch, you and I were texting because we were worried that this game was going to maybe go to OT or be close enough for a Dame moment, and it didn't happen because Reggie Jackson shut it down. Yeah, I mean, first you got to talk about Paul George because he was on fire in the first quarter. It, it went five for five to start the game and just continued from there and, and exploded offensively for the Clippers. Funny thing though, Davis, they really gave it all back in the second quarter and allowed the Blazers to cut the lead to seven in the second quarter. They ended up blowing everything open in the third quarter and, and, and go from there. But you know, it's, it's one of those things with the Clippers. That's the stuff that first half was basically their entire season in a nutshell. Great first quarter, Terrible second quarter. Great win one night. Terrible win. Their terrible loss the next. Uh, big win for the Bulls over the Pacers, 113 to 97. Nikola Vucevic, I mean, he's a perfect fit next to Levine. 32 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, how good do, do, does that duo look right now? Yeah, I think it's going to be really good in the future as they get more time together. I think they're still learning each other and figuring things out. The important thing here about this pairing is it really makes the reads very easy for Levine. I think, you know, he's a good passer when it's easy reads. He's a not so good passer when he's when it's a, a complex reader. He's really got to figure out how to get that weak side corner hit. And I, this makes it easier for him. 
the Raptors got beat by the Lakers 110 to 101. Uh, but they didn't get beaten up, Mo. We did have a fight in this game. There's probably going to be some fines, uh, maybe a suspension. Mo, tell me a fight story. Yeah, when I was in junior college, really my first season in basketball, uh, our 6'6 wing player and 6'9 power forward slash center were, were getting into a fight. And, you know, I go running in there to break it up, all 5'10 of me. And I noticed later that nobody else had jumped in. So, of course, when I asked the assistant coach, you know, why, why was I the only one there? Mind you, I was smaller than him. And he just looked at me and goes, we don't get paid enough to do this. <laughs> Nobody thinks about the normal size human beings involved in these basketball scuffles. Dave, Guys, if I got remember hit, the referees and assistant coaches. That's all I'm asking. Dave, if I got hit with, with just half of a punch, I'd be out for three days. <laughs> the Grizzlies get a big win over the Miami Heat. They're now two games over 500 and have a full game lead over the Spurs for that vaunted eighth seed that everyone is clamoring for. I, I got a question for you, Mo, and this one's a little bit more big picture. John Morant had kind of a rough game, whatever, but there's an argument to be made that Jonas Valanciunas has actually been the best player for Memphis this season. He had 20 and 10 in this one, seven or nine from the field. I mean, he's just been fantastic for them all year. The reason why more than anything else is they haven't had Jaron Jackson back yet from the, the MCL injury. And I think Jonas has been able to hold the fort for them. I mean, I think this is his 30th triple double, or excuse me, 30th double double for the the Grizzlies this season, and he's just been the backbone for them. And you know, the Denver Nuggets. I, I know you're tired of talking about them, Mo, but this they team. <laughs> look, they just continue to roll. Uh, they got another win tonight. They are now uh, winners of six straight, 15 of their last 18, and five and zero oh since the Aaron Gordon trade. I mean, look. I know that we all expect LeBron and Anthony Davis to come back healthy. But, like, the Nuggets are in the driver's seat right now, aren't they? They look great. They beat the Pistons, Dave, on the second night of a back-to-back. Like, let's, let's like, relax here a little bit. It wasn't like they beat any world beaters in that sense. They did the job they're supposed to do. But if, in terms of the driver's seat, if the Lakers are healthy, they're not. And they're, they're, they're sitting – they're maybe in the passenger seat. Well, all right. One last thing as we wrap up. Look, it, it, when referees blow calls, we hammer them. I mean, and I, I, that's the royal we, maybe not me necessarily, but we, the media, fans, everyone. So I thought it was a good idea when I saw a referee do something smart that we should point it out on the show. And Mo, I want your take on this. Down the stretch in the Warriors-Bucks game, Brooke Lopez skies and get a, gets a block, and it is so close to being a goaltend. The referee, Mark Davis, calls the goaltend so that he's able to go get a clear look at the replay to make sure that it was a goaltend or not. How did you feel about that? I know it disrupted the game flow, and you know that's a pet peeve of mine, but I thought this was worth it to make sure you got it right. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked perfectly in that instance. I don't know if a lot of referees would do that. I'm not 100% sure that's what the ref did in that instance. I think he just thought it was a goaltend and then said, oh, I can go review this and let's go do that. I'm not sure one way or the other but still they it worked they looked at it hey not a goaltend keep it moving yeah let's just speed those things up should take about 15 seconds uh that's gonna do it for today's show folks don't forget about all the other basketball shows that we have across the athletic podcast network we got the athletic nba show and we got no dunks go check those out go to theathletic.com slash daily ding if you haven't already signed up thank you guys for listening to us as always mo do the honors ding ding <laughs>